Mm. I can hear that thunder. Man, it's, I wish that rain would get here. It is hotter than testicles in here, man. I am. <laughs> Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days. I'm your host, Arch Madness. Back at it after skipping a week. Last week was, man, it was busy. It was like baseball playoffs in my house, finals, scheduling classes for next year, freshman year, uh, my birthday, work. I just, I, I, I needed a break. And somewhere between six and 36 bush lights. Well, mission accomplished. And we're back at it. Did make a few switcheroos, and I'll hit those to you right now. So Whiskey Pete Wagner from Brown Foreman, he is coming to the Hawk's Nest, and he's going to be making margaritas. It's summertime vibe, right? That show is going to drop on June 10th. So it's a, we switched this week and last week. Uh, the garage, you got to get your brakes fixed, bro. The garage will be packed for that one. Trust me on that when Whiskey Pete is in the garage. On this episode, Gilmore from Triumph. The documentary Rock and Roll Machine is now available to be streamed in the U.S. of A. And a few weeks ago, I was given the opportunity to interview Gil and discuss the documentary. I did. You knew I would do this. I did sneak in an 83 Us Festival question toward the end of my allotted 10 minutes. I just, I had to. But here it is, my conversation with Gil Moore of Triumph. What an honor this is. On the line with me now, founding member and drummer for Triumph, the one and only Gil Moore. Hey, Gil, what's up, dude? I'm uh, very happy to be here, Archie. I'm uh, sitting at Metalworks Studios here in Mississauga. It's a bright, sunny day, and uh, life is good. Life is good. Triumph Rock and Roll Machine makes its U.S. premiere tomorrow, May 13th, on Nugs.net. Gil, to even say your American fans are foaming at the mouth for this release would be an understatement. I've been talking about it on the air forever. The day is finally here for us Triumph fans in the States. Can you guys, can you, can you feel our excitement? Yeah, I really can. And uh, Archie, I know that the support from the American fans has just been unbelievable our whole career. And uh, we had hoped there'd be a uh, simultaneous release of the film, uh, but there wasn't. There, the, the, the powers that be had a, a way to get it out sooner in Canada, uh, which is not something the band controls. So it's been streaming in Canada now for uh, a couple of months. Oh, we know. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah, the Nugs broadcast is, is, is great because it's worldwide, So and you can delay the broadcast. Like, you can buy a ticket, and you can watch it sort of over, I think, a three-week period. So, you know, anybody that's, uh, you know, halfway around the world that's in a different time zone or... You know, if they're, you know, on shift work or something like that, and their schedule's messed up, that it's a great opportunity for them to see the movie at their convenience. Well, once I heard that, that Banger Films was doing this, Gil, I, I got even more excited because I just love everything that they've put out. Those, those Iron Maiden films are just amazing. How, and Rush, and, but how was that decision made uh, choosing Banger, or did they choose you? How did that all come about? Well, we originally started the idea with uh, Revolver Films, uh, director, uh, Don Allen, who is our video director. And uh, Don and I got together and talked a little bit about it. We uh, worked with Peter Goddard uh, to write a, um, uh, a treatment for the idea. But as the thing progressed a little bit, uh, Don decided he'd be better uh, 
because uh, because these films that you mentioned, you know, like Alice Cooper, Rush, and, and uh, Iron Iron Maiden, ZZ Top, that Banger has done such a great job on. And Don decided to co-produce with them, and that's where Sam Dunn and, and Mark Ricciardelli uh, came in, and they really took the wheel uh, at that at that moment. Uh, I think really Mark's editing, uh, he he directed his own edit for the most part, and uh, it, it's really incredible because that's what makes that what that's what makes the the film go through all these these wild left and right turns and swoops up and swoops down and makes you feel like you're going for for a ride as opposed to something being kind of you know stock steady and you know somewhat boring which some of these are gil your your triumph collection at metalworks i mean holy cow man i mean beyond impressive from the very beginning, you saved it all. Yeah, well, my my, my wife would tell you, oh yeah, Gil's a he's a hoarder, <laughs> <laughs> and I keep reminding her. I go, honey, if I didn't keep all this stuff, then you know, then we wouldn't we wouldn't have had any of this for the for the documentary. The truth of the matter is, though, Archie, like most of our stuff now is not stored at Metalworks. Most of it is uh, we we donated our archives to the University of Toronto, so they have a a magnificent music archive and. Uh, all the stuff is stored, uh, you know, properly for in their library system, so students can access anything they want, any of our business records, any of our videos, any of the audio, the whole the whole shooting matches at University of Toronto. So um, we were lucky to have it, and they they were very helpful to the film in terms of the archival work. I, and a side note, the uh, the torch story, I think that will become a favorite of a lot of fans. I, I was laughing out loud at the tor- uh, Torch story. But the, the thing that most impresses me with Triumph is how far you guys got, Gil, on your own. Could Do you think a band these days could do it the way you three did, especially at the beginning? Well, we were, we were really particularly determined and particularly hard-headed, you know? And I, I think it just had to be. I mean, I, I just looked at it like, you know, I wanted to play in the NHL. I wasn't good enough, you know. Uh, I wanted to play in the PGA Tour. I wasn't good enough, you know. Drums, okay, now I've got my wheels on. And when we got this this break, because let's face it, all three of us, like like all musicians, all our bands were failures. Um, you know, Mike and, and, and Rick and I, between the three of us, yeah, we played some, some local gigs, but the big time was something uh, else, you know, that... Uh, as Ronnie Hawkins would say, let's stay up late and be somebody. And we just, it's for somebody else. It never seems like it's for you when you're from your hometown, you know? And yet you get beyond the borders of your hometown, you start to get some momentum and it blows up and you just feel like you're on this spaceship that just has taken off. And that's really what happened with Triumph. We were really determined. That's all I can tell you. Uh, those commercials, and, I mean, and filming the live stuff, and I can't remember who to give credit to as far as the quote, but one of you guys said uh, you were making videos before there were even music videos. We, we were, yeah, we did some things that were co- completely unconventional. Yeah. We were told we, you know, wouldn't work and things like that. Like our first U S tour, we headlined every show, which was probably the weirdest thing because I don't know another band that's really done that, but we convinced our record company that we could do it. And all they needed to do was buy a ton of advertising and that's why we recorded those videos. We thought if we can get the message out of what the band looks like in performance, we can attract, you know, a big audience right out of the gate and bypass, you know, having to, you know, be an opening act for, you know, the next four or five years. And it worked. Selfish, selfish question here. Your performance at the Us Festival. I reference it on my show all the time. 
jam on that performance still is a staple with my buddies and I, you know, in our 50s here is when we hang out, we still throw that on. There might not be an answer to this, but why why is it so magical? I, I know so many people that I run into who say, Gil, that's their favorite live performance from from any artist. Why was that so magical? What what happened that, that day for you guys? Well, magical is kind of the right word for it because it's a surreal environment. You know, when we flew in on the helicopter and you look down and you see what's coming up next, uh, you know, your eyes are kind of open right up like lemon pies, you know. And, and then, of course, the backstage scene when you've got, you know, Ozzy Osbourne and, and you know, Judas Priest and uh, you know, movie stars backstage and, uh, you know, Van Halen boys and all this, it, it, it's just, it's just crazy. And you kind of, kind of, we were sitting there in our trailer and, and looking at all this and kind of thinking like, how the heck did we get here? And, uh, you know, is this all, <laughs> is this all really happening? Right. That sort of thing. And then of course, you know, we clicked with, uh, Steve Wozniak, we became kind of lifelong friends, you know, Steve's still a good buddy of mine. And, uh, you know, we asked him to come up on stage because we were the only band that he that he introduced. And and ironically, we were the only band that had negotiated for uh, the ownership of our film rights. So that's why we were able to release uh, a Live at the Us Festival with Triumph um, uh, DVD and so on. Is because we, we were the only band that, that that had that ability to do that. So yeah, it was a it was a real um, it was a great experience. Great experience. I appreciate you, you you saying that, man, because I've always wanted to, I never had a chance to talk to either three of you uh, throughout my radio career here. So I always, I kind of wanted to get that out there because I think you know how much that just means to everybody. Um, even to this day, man, it's just still, it's iconic. It absolutely is iconic, Gil. And it just does to the fans because, you know, without, without those fans, like we're nothing. And, uh, you know, we, we, we learned early on and when RCA took us down to Nashville, we got to meet some great artists like um, like Chet Atkins, for example, the country gentleman. And uh, you, you learn as a, as a young kid that, um, you know, if, if you want to have a long career and, uh, and, and you want to have a successful career, then you listen to somebody like Chet Atkins when he tells you how to respect, respect your fans. And we've always tried to stay true to that because truly Triumph fans have supported us every step of the way they've never turned on us they've always been gracious and it, it happens right up to this day uh, right up to this day right here in mississauga you know it, i it's a daily experience for me having people you know be nice to me and and say things that uh, uh kind of warm my heart you know so i'm, I'm very uh, i feel very grateful triumph rock and roll machine makes its u.s premiere tomorrow may 13th gilmore thank you so much for your time it was an honor my man well, thank you for your time, too, Archie. I really enjoyed being on the show. And uh, I'd like to say hi to all, all our Triumph fans in uh, in Columbus, Ohio, today. And I hope they have a great day. Oh, that's good. <laughs> They're rabid, dude. Trust me. <laughs> that is awesome. Gil, thank you so much, man. You bet, Archie. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Boom. Gilmore from Triumph. Uh, check that box off, man. Wow. I uh, did not have that on the bingo card that Gil would be calling my my garage here. Uh, I've seen the movie. It is so damn good. Gil is right. Now, the way it's laid out makes for a, a fun ride. In fact, they, they tell the story of the band while preparing for a convention slash surprise mini show for their fans at Metalworks Studios. But yeah, it's so good. You can download that at Nugs 
nugs.net. That's nugs.net. Speaking of surprises, you know, as I was preparing this week's Gimme Five, I'm going through this week's hard rock headlines, and 75%, I mean, more than that, probably, pretty much all of them, all of my stories involved that Creatures Fest that went down last weekend in Nashville for KISS fans. Ace and Peter performed together. Ace Fraley, Bruce Kulick, and Vinnie Vincent played together, sort of, I think. Enough's enough. Played at Creatures Fest. And their summer tour kicks off with Pretty, with Pretty Boy Floyd next week in Columbus at the King of Clubs. And these are all things that I, that I want to talk about in the Gimme Five. Then it hit me. Huh. I'm like, you know, why not call my buddy, Mike Austin, a.k.a. Beasley, Enough's Enough's tour manager, and get the skinny on all of that. Uh, the Gimme Five from a cat, you know, who was there. Beasley, is, is that you? Hey, buddy. How, how are you doing, Just man? Just checking in. Just uh, checking good. in. good. Well, so <laughs> yeah. I record this on a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday evening. It looks like it's about ready, to, about ready to get a big storm here. So you're back in central Ohio, though, right, bro? Yeah, I'm back uh, on the uh, east side of Columbus and... Uh, and uh, just got back from Nashville. I, I <laughs> well, look, 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 look. Here's the deal, and I kind of prepped the the audience to this. Like all five of my hard rock news stories from this week, for this week, I should say, is it deals with Creatures Fest. So yeah. I, I'm like, look, I know Beasley was there. I also want to hit the the Glam Slam, a metal jam that's going to be starting in Columbus next week. So I'm like, let's yeah. see if I can squeeze in a call. With, with Beasley, see if he can kind of hip us. Let, let's talk about Creatures Fest, all right? And first okay. off, you, are yeah. you, you're taking off this weekend. You're going to be in Chicago this weekend, you're saying? Does Chip have a gig, or what's up? Yeah, there's two shows in Chicago this weekend. One's a private party, and the other is uh, some some little town. I can't remember exactly where. That's, but, yeah, and then... And then the Grand Slam Metal oh. Jam tour, <laughs> or the Glam Slam Metal Jam tour. Um, yeah. So, well, look, man. That's what it is. That's what. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so well, you know the funny thing is, Arch. Yeah, I say Grand Slam Metal Jam because Chip had T-shirts made, and <laughs> and the T-shirts say Grand Slam Metal Jam, but it's actually the Glam Slam. So you know, it's a little typo, but you know, no regrets. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no regrets. None, none, bro. All right, so yeah. let's let's get to it because I know people are, are wanting to hear some uh, firsthand, some eyewitness accounts of Creatures Fest. Before we get into the Kiss portion of it, Enough's Enough was a part of this. Quiet Riot was a part of this. Guys, you had two different gigs. You did the, the Hard Rock Night, and then you did a regular Enough's Enough show. Is that? Yeah, we opened for Ace on Friday night. And, uh, that was an enough's enough set. And there's a couple of Beatles songs in that set, but the full on Beatles set was Saturday, um, in the expo center. So they're surrounded by vendors that are selling, you know, tons of kiss merchandise. I mean, you could get anything you wanted Mm. kiss wise at this thing. And the, the stage is set up at the other end of the expo center and, the guys were just, and they had top, you know, this, this Neil Davis, the guy who uh, put the whole thing on, he spared no expense on gear. You know, we had top of the line SIR right out of Nashville gear with the top of the line crew. And it was just, you know, a great event and how this man got the Holy Trinity, you know, Peter, Chris, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, Ace Fraley, 
and Vinnie Vincent on the same stage. On a tank, bro. On a on a on yeah, a tank. On so, a tank okay, okay, all right, all right, from the right. Creatures of the Night tour. <laughs> so, but the enough's enough gigs. Let's just let's check this one box at a time. That those two gigs at you know, you guys have uh, went out on the road with Ace before, so that's no biggie, yeah. you know, open it up for Ace. I'm sure that was a, a great night in and of itself. Yeah, you know, because we still know some of the guys that work for him, like the Night Bob, his his sound guy has been with him for years, and, you know, a couple of other crew guys that have been with him since the Kiss days. And those guys have great stories, man. You know, I mean, just sitting out in the smoking area of the hotel and listening to guys one-up oh. each other on stories, it's a blast for a guy like me and you who loves those types of things. You now, know, I love hearing that shit. So this was, it was a weekend event. This would have been last weekend in Nashville, it was called yeah. Creatures Fest, and it was it was basically for Kiss fans. Now, the, the news that we were getting out coming out of Nashville, let's just start. The first big story, and I was going to talk about this first, was Ace and Peter, them playing together. You were there. I saw yeah. pictures. I saw I saw pictures of Ace's solo acoustic set or did a little a couple numbers, and then I saw the stuff with, with uh, Ace and Peter. Did you, you saw that as well, right, bro? Yeah, man. Talk, yeah, talk us that. through that. Well, there was a, on Friday afternoon, there was a pool party at the hotel. This all took place in the hotel. So the ball, one of the ballrooms was a stage and then the expo center was a stage. So we're talking intimate shows with these guys, you know, I'm not sure how many people were there, but you know, like I say, the Holy Trinity, Peter, Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Ace Fraley, um, Ace did a pool party or an all-star band featuring chips enough um, Steve Brown from Trickster, um, uh, and some other musicians playing, uh, kiss songs. Uh, nice. and then Ace came out and did 2000 man. And then he split Peter came up and did, um, Beth and, you know, we're seeing them at a pool at a hotel, you know, and these guys are, you know, you know why I got there. They were my Beatles. They it's, were. They got me into the hard this rock. This is why I'm world calling you. This kid. is this is why this is why I needed you, man. Yeah, you were there in the epicenter of all this, and I know how much this means to to Kiss fans. And, and oh yeah, but but the and Ace I was and, thinking about you, and I was thinking about how you did Ace. You know, having the tattoo and all. And um, it's you know the and, Ace and, and Peter the, gig, the the Ace and Peter gig. Though, was that something you guys knew was going to happen? I mean, was this a list? Because yeah, I yeah. can imagine with Vinnie Vincent in town, you don't really put anything in ink. But they went ahead right, and printed these right. off, and and you knew that Ace and Peter were going to be together. Yeah, yeah. I was I was lucky enough to see the set list, so I knew the songs that they were going to do, and and it was basically Ace's band, and they were doing Ace's set, and then they. You know, they mixed in a couple of Peter Chris songs. They did an acoustic. Uh, they did something off of his solo album, and I'm sorry to say I don't remember the name of the song. But and then they did Hard Luck Woman as well, and that was really cool. So, I wanted, you know, Peter sang a lot of stuff off his solo album. I wanted to hear more. Right. Like I really wanted to hear Black Diamond. I wanted to hear that song so bad, but you know, as as unfortunate as it is, our heroes get old. And, you know, Peter just had knee surgery recently. The guy's had health issues, you know, and he uh, probably didn't have it in him to do a full set, which, but man, for what he did, he did a hell of a lot. And it was just cool as hell to see him and a hotel, you know, I'm, I mean, here's the situation, you know, I'm walking down the hall at any given moment and uh, Rudy Sarzo walks by or, 
you know, uh, Ace, Ace, you know, Tori and I, we were sitting watching a Bruce Kulick show on Sunday night and we're setting side stage on the backstage area and Ace is standing two feet away from me with his uh, woman oh. just standing there and watching the show because Peter got up and did a couple songs with Kulick's band. And that was really cool. And Ace was there to support Peter after Peter left Ace left, you know, it was really, uh, wow. It was a respect thing. It was just cool to see. Right, man. You and know? So, okay. Let, so that night, what night was, uh, Ace and Peter again? I'm sorry. Just for, as we're following that was along. Friday. So that was Friday that night. Was Friday. So when did, and let me kind of preface by what we heard from the outside. And so this whole Ace, Bruce and Vinny. Okay. And yeah, yeah. so it was in this ballroom now, I'm hearing that they didn't open up the doors, and Vinny's up on, and like I said, you can tell me if I if these stories are just, if it's bullshit so or not. Far. So uh, people are waiting, they're trying to get in, uh, they're waiting, and you can hear Vinny shredding inside. People are like yeah. looking through keyholes, like, man, that looks like him. All of a sudden, they open up the doors. He's on top of the tank that they had for the Creatures of the Night tour, right? Right, and, right. And he's just yeah. shredding for about 15 minutes, and they, they weren't letting you record. You, they, these people said they didn't know that they weren't allowed to record. They come in, and it's like, nope, you're not allowed to record any of this. Of course, some of this did sneak out. So I'm going to let you kind of hop in. That's all I've heard. Well, that's all I've heard, Mike. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't know... The, the gist. All right, go for it. Tell us what, what, what happened well, and where were you? That's what happened. They finally opened the doors and people started going in, you know, and I've seen video that, that people got away with too, uh, from, from that scene. Cause he's just standing there, uh, in the, in the makeup, uh, playing, you know, and you can tell it's him. Even if you can't see his face, you can tell it's him yeah. just by his style. Right. I mean, you can just hear and, you know, we were down the hallway a bit, didn't want to get into the crowd. And, and uh, we, we, you know, stood st uh, side stage a little bit and then checked it out. And, um, uh, you know, it got tired. Honestly, I got sick of the shredding. Part. Right. But that's what he did. He and, did it for like 15 minutes. Right, Mike? Is yeah. That true? Yeah. And it just didn't end. And it's the same, you know. Right, you know the right, same right. rips and everything. It's like Jesus Christ, but so, it was cool, you know. Yeah, because right. Because you know, I'd never seen him before. I, you know, I didn't get to see him with Kiss, and I, I never got into the Vinnie Vincent invasion. I, I know it's well documented. People can go back and and listen to previous podcasts. I, I, I know you're not a fan. Don't. Get, <laughs> I'm not going to get you started on, on yeah, Mark let's Slaughter not go right down now. That road. So, but no, but, uh, but no. So obviously, it's kind of cool because you're seeing it but you say it kind of wears a, a little bit and then when do, well it when, did when do when do bruce and ace hop on now is this something you'd heard is going to happen as well yeah it was supposed to you know that was the rumor that that it was going to happen and and it did um did they play with the know, click they, track beasley was yeah, that, is that something it's like i need a real drama yeah, okay that's true yeah. then that's true. yeah yeah i need a real they drama were, yeah, they were playing with a track, and, right. and it it sucked. They, you know, I got gotcha. it, it was it could have been better that part, but you know, again, they're all three on stage together, you know, and that was pretty goddamn cool. You know, I'm not knocking this this uh -uh. thing at all. It was no great, way. It was a great time. You know, I know it's taken some shit online, but this event, you know, like I said, Neil Davis, the guy who puts it on, did a hell of a job. I wish I was and, there. I wish I would have yeah, went, Mike. Course. I mean, I wish I would have went course. because you I mean, and then. 
The people that are bitching, bro, I mean, honestly, number one, were they there? And number two, are they Kiss fans? I mean, they can sit and mock Vinny. And, uh, dude, they'll mock Ace when they get a chance and make fun of Bruce Cooley. Whatever. They do it all the time. I I could give two shits less. I would like to to just witness it, man, and just be around other Kiss fans. And I think that would have made the weekend cool, bro. Absolutely. And that that was, uh, you know, everybody so many kiss fans i mean you you know you could strike up a conversation with any of these people about music and you were gonna be you know maybe on your same level and have a meet a cool person and have a real interesting conversation or you could be talking to you know (laughs) alex grossi from quiet riot having you know setting at the table in the bar where him and uh sarzo are having dinner dude how cool is alex i had he called the garage i just think he is the nicest guy is that Divide, yeah, you got me. He's okay. nice. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a good storyteller too. Yeah. And uh and but you know, Rudy didn't say much and I didn't bother him, but man, it was just cool to be in yeah. his presence. I bet. This guy I, is a lead. He stood next to Randy Rhodes for Christ's sake. Think about you know? it. Think about I mean, just I that mean, the, the, everything he's done from from Quiet Riot to, to Ozzy to White Snake to White I mean, Snake. I mean, everything he does is gold. I agree. All right. Well, and thank he you for grips, that, man. He put on a clinic. Anyway, go Did ahead. Did he lick his fingers? <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. And he was just killing it. He's such a good player. He's an amazing player. Still, still to this day, without a doubt. All right. So. Thank you so much for for remembering and kind of uh, summing that all up for us because I, I was curious about some of those stories that I had heard and whether they were true or not, and I knew you'd come through, my man. But before I cut you loose, uh, Glam Slam, Metal Jam, which I think Grand Slam, Metal Jam, not it, that bad. Not that bad. I'm not, I'm not against <laughs> I, it. I ain't mad at it. It's not, during baseball season. You call it what you want. I'll, right? I don't give a shit what the T-shirt says. I'll sell it, bro. <laughs> so it starts in Columbus, June 10th, at the King of yeah. Clubs. You've got EZN, PBF. That's a, that's what the, they call them in the fan club. So you got Enough's Enough, right. Pretty Boy Floyd, and the Midnight Devils. Uh, this, yes. uh, this tour will kick off in Columbus. Uh, what can Columbus fans expect? And for people listening outside uh, of Ohio that are probably going to catch well, this show as well, this tour, what, uh, what, what can we expect, great. man? You don't want to miss it from the Midnight Devils. Those guys, it's a three-piece band, but they're a huge sound, and they they just kill live, and they really get a crowd going. They have the best audience participation of any non-famous, you know. I've seen I've seen it online. I'm seen. I'm a fan. That, that's cool. The yeah, live stuff seems really really fun. And I'll introduce you to uh, the guitar player Sniper. He's a huge Eddie Van Halen fan. You guys will have you guys will be best friends. He's a great guy. Um, anyway, yeah. So, uh, you know, and then pretty boy Floyd will go on and those guys kill all the time. I love that leather boys record. I love that first record myself, man. Looking forward to it. And, uh, it's uh, the next time I have, when I have more time, I'll tell you a a cool pretty boy Floyd story from the, uh, from 1990 at the hour. So remind me to do that the next time. I I absolutely will do that. And the next time when this tour, when does this run through? Because then I can kind of figure out when to bug you. About coming yeah, out here. Yeah, it goes through uh, June 26th. Okay. Uh, right. And we'll be out in Iowa, and it'll end up out there. If I can catch you in July on a Wednesday evening, I'll, I'll reach out, Let's or even in August, but I want a recap of this tour uh, that only you can give, all right? Complete with the, uh, yes, the chip man. impression, all right? Absolutely, bro. I hail you. I hail you, too. See, I'm talking to you like your chip now. Um, I, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll see you guys in a little over a week. Can't wait to hang. I know you're 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 busy and you're you're kind of working, but it's always yeah, it's yeah. always fun to kind of see you in your element there, bro. I, I just yeah I, I love yeah, it so man. much. 
Oh, you got to come. Yeah, you got to come out with uh, all the boys. Bring Kevin and... Uh, it's coming. And, oh, they're, dude, they're, everybody, everybody's going to be there. The whole Pick great, Town good. crowd is going to be there. The good. You know, your your other friends that you've, you've met here through the show. Uh, I think the South of Eden dudes are coming. We're just going gonna to have a lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm really looking oh, forward to great. that. So, Mike Austin, a.k.a. Beasley uh, from the Enough's Enough Camp, man. Uh, appreciate you so much. Uh, safe travels, and I'll see you uh, next Friday, okay? You, you got it, buddy. See you then. Thank you. Well, that's a show right there. And thanks to Gilmore and Beasley for calling the Hawks Nest. Remember to download the new Triumph documentary, Rock and Roll Machine, at nugs.net. Next time we talk, we're going to be drinking margaritas with Whiskey Pete Wagner. Until the next episode, stay frosty. I'll have to check that out.